wrestling. We are, and we're here for a podcast. How about it? I love that. I love that. Pretty good. Okay, that's all you gotta say. It's pretty good. Yeah, you could have about that, and yeah, pretty good. <laughs> Not the rest of but but the podcast. Podcast pretty good. Not the rest of Okay, no, I think the podcast completely fucking sucks, but that's, that's on another story, but yeah, whatever. Like, <laughs> let's, let's get to that. Um, yeah, let's uh, review some wrestling. What did you watch this week? Uh, Raw, NXT, and some a- AEW mixed in there. Oh, some AEW? They didn't watch all of it? Oh, no, we watched all of it. <laughs> I worded it wrong. I apologize. Like you said, some AEW, like, like you only watched like five minutes of it and just said, fuck the rest of this shit. <laughs> it was certain points in there I felt like it, though, to be honest with you, but I uh, watched it. So, actually, that's a talking point that came out of the AEW show was it was meh. It was, yeah. it was like, like it was meh, and then some people was like, it wasn't even meh, it was like below meh. And like, then like, then it's like, like I, like I try to stay away from like going into this thing, but it's like, it's a certain part of the fan base that was like, no, I really loved it. It was a really great show. And it's like, okay, you're just like caping super hard for this because it wasn't. Like, everybody that watched it even said it was like, meh. Like, even, like, the hardcore, the hardcores was like, meh. These, like, yeah. these, certain, these certain ones was like, no, it was really good. Like, it was so good. It's like, dog, like, even the hardcores are saying, meh. Like, what are you doing? It's just, it's just, like, it's one of those things where you're like, this is how the team sports, like, cultish side of wrestling gets into it it's like dog if, if you know your shit just like just say that your shit just like it's no problem like no one's like going like it was the worst thing in the world just said this man like it, it's really weird like it's really weird to see like these dumbass takes from like a lot of dumbass people just like no man like you, you guys don't know what you're talking about like I understand team sports like I get it I get it but, like, sometimes you just got to own up to your shit and be like, God damn, like, you know, it wasn't all that. Like, I, I went, like, fucking a gazillion years just talking about a football team that I just loved was, like, getting trash. It was, like, coming in dead last. was like, hey, man, we fucking suck. We get them next year. Maybe we get them next year. And then we finally start winning. I'm just like, hey, I can talk about my team. But it's like it's understandable when you have shitty years and you just want to just go like, I mean, yeah, it wasn't that good. It's fine. Just say it. Admit it. Like, don't be but one of those people. Oh. You know what I mean? Those type exactly. of things. Exactly. Like, yeah, it, like, that's like you said. This show wasn't shit, but if it was shit, they would still say it was great. That's that's the problem. That's the problem with a lot of the fan bases. Like, it's like. You just won't own up to your shit sometimes. Like, it's complete shit. Like, the WWE fan base, they're like the best ones when it comes to stuff like that. They're like, 
This show is completely shit. I fell asleep. I went to go work out. I don't give a fuck what happened on the show. And it's like, <laughs> they'll never watch AEW, but at least they're like, oh, we know the product is like complete shit. And it's like, oh, they get it. They understand their their product is complete shit. Like, even when it's like a mid-episode, they'd be like, this is all right, but it, it could have been better. Like, this was... This is some shit. And it's like those at WWE lifers going like or Vincels like y'all like to call them. It's like, oh my god, they actually understand that the product is shit, but they still watch. And then it's like the AEW fans, like when shit is complete shit, it's like, no, it was great. It was fucking great. Like, why can't you just why can't you just own up and just everybody know when shit is shit? It's like, stop caping. Yeah. But yeah, Dynamite started off with the Paragon coming down, which is Red Dragon and Autumn Cold Babae. And then they get interrupted by the Young Bucks and Jared Kushner. That's not his name. What is his name? Goddamn. Um, uh, Leonard. Leonard. Yeah, Leonard came down and helped them out with the camera. So Leonard was there with the camera. And the Young Bucks get in the ring and they go, hey, these guys don't love you. And then they was like, well, for New Year's, we're going to be tag team champions. And Kyle Roddy goes, that's funny because that's our New Year's resolution. So they're about to fight and Adam Cole goes, guys, 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 this is the thing about our group. We like friendly competition here. And then he just goes to mention best friends. Like, that's because we're best friends. And I'm like, you didn't hear yourself say that, did you? At all. <laughs> like, that doesn't, like, you're fucking up like that. You didn't hear yourself say that. So, of course, the best friends come down. They start fighting. Gets into this big thing. Chris Statlander is about to hit Adam Cole. And the light bulb goes off like, you know what would be cool if Britt Baker showed up? And Did what we the fuck? No, no, no. We thought okay. it because both of us was like, we thought it was like, yeah. We was like, yeah, let's do this. Let's do this. And she came out and she beat up Chris Statlander. And then yeah. they set up for the double kiss on both cheeks. And Britt was like, uh-uh, not tonight. It's me. It's me. And Britt gets to kiss Adam and it started it started a weird ass fucking thing online where everybody was like oh my god it's a power couple it's the power couple they finally acknowledged it and it was like this weird thing and like I'm like okay I feel weird like acknowledging it that way where everybody's like oh my god it's the power couple it's this and that and like Okay, I don't, I don't know. I don't feel. I don't know how to feel about that. Are they a power couple though? Like, no, I mean they're not. But like, it was just like a lot of people jumped to that conclusion, and like, yeah. I know people be like, "Oh, you're just saying it because like you don't want to see a couple on television." No, like them behind the like them behind the scenes and like not on camera, like off like in human land like I support them fully just like I love both of them they're great yeah. fully support them 
Like, the fact is, it just, like, I just don't see them as the power couple. They've just been announced together. She's a champion. He hasn't, even though he's undefeated and he's talking about he wants to go for the title, it's like, you have, like, you really haven't done anything to be, like, considered a quote-unquote power couple. So when everybody was like, oh, my God, they're a power couple, and it's like, there's nothing to be considered there as a power couple. Absolutely not. And like it kind of like checked off a box in my mind was like, was this done as a counterpoint to something we're gonna talk about later? Like, was this a counterpoint to that? And it's like, if it was, that was really dumb. Like just really fucking dumb and stupid. And like if I hope that's not why this was done, but like whatever. And I know somebody out there is like, but they're a real couple. Like, yeah, no, they've been a real couple since he's been here over the summer and no one has done this. Like, so like for you guys to be like that, it's, it's like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Moving on. He kind of acknowledged it since day one, though, when he threatened Tony Schiavone. That's about yeah, it. Like, yeah, but like, that's not what I mean. I'm just like, it's just, I'm moving on. So, exactly. We get Wardlow and MJF coming out. Now, all day, all day, there was a rumor out that Wardlow's being looked at by WWE. WWE wants to hire Wardlow. They want Wardlow. They think Wardlow is spectacular. They're wanting to know when his contract is up so they can sign him. They have a thing for Wardlow. And AEW just tweets out, Wardlow is a lifer in all caps and some other stuff and it was like okay that's very weird that like this rumor comes out and then like you just like follow it by this big thing in all caps for no reason I'm like okay understandable like I got it I understand but it was like it like, I know that WWE wants them. Like, I've known that for a while, but, like, they have made it, like, abundantly clear that that's who they want. Like, somebody like that. And I'm like, I don't see it in them. Like, I don't see what they see in him. I know he's a monster. He's whatever, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I don't really I don't really see him being, like, that great of a whatever, whatever. You know what I mean? No, I, I totally got you, and I agree with you. I don't... But I do see what WWE mm-hmm. sees it. Like, he's a big, stocky motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like, Vince loves those type of motherfuckers. So I see their point, but their point's not always great. Cause I, you know, yeah, because like, their point is like 99.9% of shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, Punk comes down to the ring because Punk is having a match with Wardlow and this is supposed to be a great big match. Before I get there, I have to mention the PWI Awards. And the PWI Awards came out, and it was a clean, complete sweep by AEW. They won every award from top to bottom. Best wrestler, best woman, best this, best that, tag team, faction, this, that, that third. It got to the point where like you're reading all of this, and you're like, was this just an AEW awards? Because it literally, like, AEW won everything. And it was a couple of times when I was looking at that shit, and I'm like, 
Hold up. Excuse me. That person did not win that award. That person should not be that award. Nope, it got voted in by the fans, and this isn't third. Oh um, well, that's still that's wrong. That's like completely wrong. This person should have won that award. I uh, know this is how we saw it, and this is what we said it should happen. I'm like, eh, that's uh, that's that's, that's kind of off. So I'm not like everybody had already immediately jumped to conspiracy because of AEW swept the award. It's like. All right, I'm not going to go there. But once I read some of the words, I was like, eh, I can kind of see why people thought conspiracy. So with that being said, it started a whole thing of, oh, you guys are mad because you're faves or like this company didn't win or this something didn't win. Like you guys are mad and that's why. And it's like, hold on, hold on. That's wrong, because a lot of the motherfuckers shouldn't win. I'm sorry to people that like Kenny Omega is like the best wrestler in the world. 2021, Kenny Omega did not have the best wrestling wrestling year of his life. Like Shingo Takagi was the wrestler of the year. I'm sorry if you think that Kenny was better. Like that's complete bullshit. Like just because you can see him on TV means that he's better is wrong. Complete wrong. Complete bullshit. And I feel like this is just me, probably not even wrong. Bianca Belair was way better than Britt Baker. And I know somebody's going to be like, oh, well, Britt had matches and Britt did this. Bianca had matches, also had moments, also had feelings. She had everything lined up right there. And you just, you can't be like, oh, no, that, that didn't work. It's just... It's like it just felt like it was a disconnect and I didn't like it. And I know somebody's like, oh, just because you're an AEW hater. I'm like, no. There is something there that you're not seeing. And once it's fucking relevant to you, you're gonna understand, like, oh shit, that is wrong. I I I fucked up. This this is wrong. But everybody puts on their blinders and sees something new and says, Hey, fuck this shit is hot. But like I said. I'm not gonna keep ranting on this bullshit. Just gonna move on. Just gonna fucking move on. So, Punk Warlow has the match. What did you think of this match? Uh, it's good for what it was. I mean, they kept Warlow strong and whatnot. So, so minute one of the match, I know exactly how it was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. I knew exactly how it was going to happen. I knew he was going to go for a powerbomb. Punk was going to roll him up. One, two, three. This is exactly what I knew in my head. Because I'm like, that's the easiest fucking... That's the easiest win of facing some big, strong, muscly guy. This. The roll-up. The quick roll-up off of something. Boom. It's over. And it's like, that was just it. As far as Warlow powerbomb him ninety, yeah, Warlow powerbomb ninety gazillion times was not in the cards. It was not <laughs> in the card. I'm like, all right, he's gonna powerbomb like once or twice. It's gonna be this. No, he powerbombed him ninety gazillion times. Powerbombed him outside on the table. MJF said, "No, keep powerbombing." He powerbombed him so many times that 
Punk barely made it back in the ring for the nine count. And then when he made it back in the ring for the nine count, he got powerbombed again. And then because MJF fucking gotten Warlow's way, Warlow got rolled up. Okay, cool. But here's the thing. As soon as that happened, you was like, I knew that was going to happen, but I didn't think it was going to take that long. <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing, though. Mm-hmm. Wardlow and MJF got in the ring, and MJF is poking Wardlow like, you stupid, you son of a bitch. And just as he he's about to punch him, Wardlow grabs his hand. Everybody just fucking lost their shit, and it's like, it's going to happen. They're going to they're gonna fight. They're going to fight. They're going to fight. And they're like, nah, nah, we're not gonna fight. Sean Spears comes, saves the day, Warlow leaves. And it's like, <sighs> so the bigger match is Warlow versus MJF, not Punk versus MJF. Because after that month match, Punk was dead. He was dead. I keep, so yeah, like I'm, I'm like, we've waited for the Warlow MJF thing. I'd rather have that over the punk thing because right now it's like, who gives a shit? Like, especially the way that he killed punk, the punk is like dead and he's nowhere close to living. It's like, who gives a shit about this match? Like, let's get Wardle versus MJF. Let's have that. And Wardle's more of a story behind it. So, mm-hmm. but like, I'm calling it right now. I know how this is going to end. MJF is going to get screwed over by Warlow at the CM Punk MJF match. That's it. <laughs> Whatever. Who cares? And then we're going to go into the whole Warlow thing. <laughs> it's a thing. It's a question. Would it be mm-hmm. on purpose or by accident? It'll be on purpose. He's, he's going to purposely fuck him up. Oh, okay. And speaking of murders, we had Powerhouse Hobbs who transformed into a murderer because he has a beard and mustache against Dante Martin and he just like beat Dante Martin senseless. Like he beat him senseless. And then like I know. (laughs) I said I didn't want to see it because he was going to beat him senseless and I said the reasons that he was going to beat him senseless and he did. He just beat him senseless and Dante Martin Picks up a fluke ass win, saves the day, it gets kidnapped by Jay Lethal. It's like, okay. Where the fuck has Jay Lethal been? And that that has actually been a fucking joke online. Like, they hired Jay Lethal. Where the fuck has Jay Lethal been? Yeah, he's just disappeared. He's gone. And he came back, beat up Ricky Starks, and saved Dante Martin and kidnapped him. Yeah. It's a thing. He made no sense in this, in my opinion. But none, none at all, none at all. But it was like it—it it was a thing. It was great. Then we had a fucking uh, inner circle interview with Chris Jericho. He's talking about taking over the country. He's still having January six flashbacks. It's fine. It's, it's he fine. legit said that too. Yeah. He, Definitely said it. Definitely said it. It was like, oh god, it's like taking over the country. They were gonna take over the company. Like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, like, he, 
Like he he had a Freudian slip. And it's so funny, like this always fucks with me. Like he's a Canadian and he's he's down for this shit. It's like, okay. But we're not gonna get too political on this podcast. We're gonna move on. So yeah, but he did say that then. No, he definitely said it. He definitely said it. <laughs> so he's doing his promo and then Eddie comes up and they're beefing. Santana and Ortiz, they walk off and like, no, nah, we want nothing to do with this. You two handle it on your own. So Renegade brought back Jake Hager and Jake Hager standing there and he goes, <laughs> I'm even too. I'll th- take blame on that one. <laughs> yeah. So I did, I did ask you last week, where the fuck is the guy? Mm-hmm. So they both said that they're going to be in the main event tonight and watch Sammy Guevara's back. Okay, cool. Who cares? MJF comes out and says, next week, punk, that's it. It's happening. It's you versus Sean Spears. Yo, didn't we do this Trials of Jericho bullshit before? Like, what the fuck? Like, why we had to keep doing this? Like, this is irritating as fuck. At least it's not going to be, like, people from Punk's past, though. Yeah. Because I don't think. Yeah. Like, the next one, I think it's going to be two-on-one versus FTR. Mm-hmm. Now, then we had a backstage with the Paragon, the Bucks, and Britt Baker. This was, like... This was like the funniest thing to me, just from a visual standpoint or visible cues. Like you see the Bucks dressed as fucking dorks. They they dress up like they they dress up like they're trying to be young. Like it's like so overly overt. Like you're trying to be like it looks like you're trying to be cool. I know it's them trying to get heel heat, and it just looks so fucking horrible. But then you have on the other side. Kyle O'Reilly and Bob Fish that just have on a t-shirt and jeans and you're like, they look way more cooler than you, jerks. But I know it's like they get them heat, but it's like, what the fuck, man? It, it's so weird. So, they set up the match with Britt Baker and Adam Cole versus Orange Cassidy and Chris Stanlander next week. Thank you, Renegade, for that. <laughs> I called it. Yeah. So then we had some cowboy shit because we had Hangman Page come out and say whatever he was going to say until he got interrupted by Dan Ambert. And Dan comes out and is talking shit. And then all of a sudden, the returning Lance Archer shows up and beats the shit out of Hangman. I'm thinking him and Dan Ambert are together. You think so? Like I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, they they have to be. Like I'm I'm thinking they have to be. Like I think since Jake's not around no more, they they have to give him some type of manager. They don't yeah. have to, but you know, you know, that's probably what they want to do. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, whatever. It's it's a thing. So Hangman's gonna face Lance Archer. Cool. What else? I'm cool with it. Mm-hmm. We get a thing backstage with Arn Anderson with his son Brock Anderson and Swagger Lee Johnson. And FTR shows up with Tully Blanchard and they're trying to make horseman references. And it's like, okay, like they wanna be like they wanna bring back the horseman. Totally fine with it. But 
they challenged Brockton and Swaggerly Johnson next week. And FTR said, we're more sons to you than your own son. And Brock's like, okay, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like, he's just like, I don't, I don't know. What else? He's like, what does that even mean? <laughs> yeah. It, it's funny because, like, they keep teasing it and it will never happen because they just keep pushing it off fervor and fervor and it's like okay so then we had the match that we don't want to see anymore and like <laughs> probably will see again because of the way it ended Serena Deeb's and fucking Hikaru Shida Serena Deeb attacked Hikaru Shida before a match and just beat the shit out of her for the rest of the match and just like she won by submission which I didn't see coming and she kept beating her ass, kept beating her ass. And Tay Conti, friend of the show, Sky Blue, Ana J had to come down and help Hikara Shida. It's like, this is going to happen again. Like, this, this match is going to keep going. It's going to keep going. And I don't want it to keep going. I hope, dude, the funny part is like, even if her knee got blown out, when her knee heals up, she's going to go right back to Serena D. And it's like, oh my god, please stop. This is horrible. So hopefully after this last one, it's like two out of three falls, Luger leaves the company. That's the oh, only yeah. way it's going to be done. Because like, yeah, with joke, they face like each other like 400 times, like it damn near feels that way by this point. Mm-hmm. And this company's not even that old to have that many fucking like people like face each other that many times. Exactly. Then we had a Jurassic Express. They're talking backstage and they get interrupted by Silver and Reynolds and they say, we want a tag team title shot. Tag team title shot. Okay, tag team title shot. They get a tag team title shot on Rampage. So then we get Matt Hardy versus Penta El Zero. Uh, I don't even know shit about this match. This match was like so fucking... There was no reason for this match. And then the stuff that happened in this match is like, it just was like, why does this match happen? Matt takes the loss, but like we knew he was going to take the loss. And it's like, oh, okay, whatever. So then lights go out. Alistair Black shows up. So Black and Phoenix are fighting. I mean, not Phoenix, Penna are fighting. Then here comes the varsity dumbasses. Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman Jr., they're coming down. And then here comes Julia Hart, which was the best part because she comes out of the iPads and they're beating, like all three of them are beating her ass. And she's like, no, stop. Don't do it. Stop. He's had enough. Leave him alone. And it's like, dude, you're supposed to be on their side. Why do you <laughs> want them to stop? It's like, leave him alone. Okay. Like, so, like, like, he blinded you. Look at your eye. What the hell? Yeah. So he did the counting, and I knew exactly what was up. So Brody King shows up in AEW and beats the shit out of everybody. That man is massive. Like, I know, I remember him being big. I remember him being that big. I'm going to clue you into why he is that big. You know how we... (laughs) Yes. 
because remember when people leave WWE, go to Impact, you're like, dude, those guys are huge. And in WWE, they're very small. Brody King was never in WWE. He was in Ring of Honor, and he was always big. He was the biggest person there. Even when in like New Japan Strong, he's like one of the biggest, beefiest dudes there. Him standing in the ring with all of these regular small guys, it makes him huge. So yeah, he's like he's huge compared to everybody. Like when he was teaming up with what, what's his name, P- PTO, something like that. Looking... Yeah, yeah, he was he was still he was he was still a massive dude. He was a massive dude. Because like these like a lot of people like a lot of people around here are just really small and he's really massive. Yeah. Like he's like he's one of the coolest people that he's one of the coolest regular humans that you know. And you're like, oh this dude's this dude's fucking cool. Yeah, yeah he, he's he's there with black and they're the kings of the black throne from Pro Wrestling Gorilla. And yeah, that's the thing. Then we get a Layla Hirsch and Chris Statlander and uh, Red Velvet thing. They're in the back, and Layla Hirsch is beefing. She's like, "Hey, I don't like the way you did this." And Chris Statlander's like, "I, I don't care. Like, we got to work together." Okay, whatever. All right, that's the thing. I don't really care about that. That beef makes no sense. Like. Yeah. Then we had an acclaim versus Bear Country. Acclaim ran their fucking miles and they got attacked by Sting and Darby Allen after they beat Bear Country. So whatever, who cares? It's a thing. Not important to me. Then we had Pac. And Pac turned into Matt Murdock. He's blind and now he can fight with no vision. And Everything about this promo screen, I'm joining Team Black. So, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. That's Especially exactly the card that he pulled out. Uh-huh. Yeah. Exactly. And, and did you pee pee was in church? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All of it. Like, all of it just screams that he's joining Team Black. I'm down. Yeah, I'm I'm down too. Like, it makes it makes the most sense because it's like it just feels like the right thing to do. So Matt Hardy then gets approached by Andrade. Andrade makes a proposition to him, and Matt Hardy goes, "Okay, cool, I'm gonna do that." So Matt Hardy leaves private party and says, "I'm gonna go talk to this guy about money." I'm like, okay. Like, I, so, I don't know. This made no sense to me, but whatever. None to me either. Like, is he selling so, the group to him? Probably. Probably. I'm I'm down for it. I don't really care, but, like, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> this, is, this is some shit that just makes you go, man, eh, who cares? So, Sammy Guevara with Eddie Kingston and Jericho in his corner faced off against Daniel Garcia. They had an okay match. Not too bad. Had an okay match. And then 2.0 got involved. They beat up Jericho and Kingston. 
Daniel Garcia got put to sleep. Guevara, uh, whatever the hell he calls his finishing move. One, two, three. Match is over. Then we have Eddie and Jericho getting ready to fight. Is <sighs> a thing. Who cares? Moving on. Yep. So that was it. So that was that. I didn't. I didn't care about that. You see, you see how it was like. It's. It was like a nothing show. It just was there. It was fucking there. It was more meh than good. Like they had some good like parts there that I liked. Yeah, it was like some. It's some good parts of, for stuff happening later. So it's like yeah, but some stuff happening right right now. It's just like. Eh. I think they care less. Yeah. So, raw, raw was a thing. He started off with Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman, and then Bob Lash was about to come out, and the Hurt Locker business said, "Hey, we should go out there with you." He's like, "I don't need you guys." It was very conf- it was very confusing because like a couple weeks ago they were kinda together. Now they're like more separate than before. It's like it's like uh, what was the point of the thing before? Make up your goddamn mind. Exactly. So then we get MJ- MVP, I almost called him MJF. MVP, Bob Lash, and Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman all in the same ring. Talking shit. Brock does a knock knock joke. It says Bob Ho. And like nobody knows who Bobby Lashley is. So it's like it's basically just fucking talking shit to Bobby Lashley. It's just it's like the thing is like the thing about it was like this promo didn't make me go, yo. I'm ready to see this match more than I was already ready to see this match. It just had me like, what was the point of this talking part? I just want the fight. Like, it didn't make me go, oh, I want to see this more. It's just like, I just want to see the fight regardless. Like, nothing about this made me go, oh, this should, this should be more happening. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, they don't have to, like, sell you more on it. You know, like, it was gold as soon as it was fucking announced. Yeah. The only thing that made it good, like the promo, that is, is like after the fact, the Hurt Locker, whatever, fucking attacked um, Bobby and whatever, and like he was legit pissed. So after what fucking Brock said, so just to show that off, I think that was the whole point. I could care less. I agree with you, but that was it. Yeah, no, that like after that happened, it was like I still don't care. I don't care at all. <laughs> like, it wasn't a big deal to me. It was like, I don't care. What? It wasn't, but like, I get what they were going for, but like, it wasn't needed. Mm-hmm. So, then they had a tag team match. And if I'm not mistaken, this has never happened before. Like, this has never happened before. Last week, Alpha Academy beat Riddle and Orton. Like, okay, fine. They're gonna have a tag team match next week for the tag titles. Good. All right. That's great. 
So they have the match. And like I said, I don't think this has ever happened before. Alpha Academy beats RK Bro. And it's like, that never happens. Like, the challengers beat the person, gets the title match, and they don't get the title. Like, they just beat them, they go the next week, they just die. They actually fucking won. It was... It was actually shocking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 100%. Like, what the fuck? Like, you're supposed to lose. Exactly. So then we had the Street Profits and Damien Priestel versus... Uh, what, who the fuck was it? Zigzag. Uh, Bob Rude. Yeah, I can't remember his name. It's, it's Zigzag to me. And Apollo Crews. So they had a match and Dolph Ziggler beats Angelo Dawkins. I guess he gets a title match against Damian Priest again? Huh? It'd be a thing, but I guess it is. (laughs) Yeah, like you just had the match and you lost. So what's the point? Like, full disclosure, like, after you said he pinned uh, um, Dawkins, I would say, oh, so he gets a uh, um, tag team title match in at the tag team champion. <laughs> yeah. So Seth Rollins comes out, and Seth Rollins comes out and starts talking shit. Big E comes out and says, Listen, I'm going to beat your ass. Okay. So Big E, Seth Rollins have a match. And of course, Big E has to lose because Seth is going against Roman and Seth has to stay strong. But Big E loses and Big E says he's going to be in the Royal Rumble. What are your thoughts on Big E winning the Rumble? Uh, it's possible. That would be great for him. Like... I can't really think off the top of my head anybody else that could do it. Yeah, no, I'm all down for him winning a Rumble. Like, I'm all down for him winning a Rumble. And I'll I'll give my women's pick later on in the show. But, like, yeah, I'm down with him winning a Rumble. Yeah. So then we had uh, Nikki Ash and Rhea promo. And Nikki keeps talking about going for the tag titles. And Rhea's like, nah, fam, we're not going to do that. And Nikki's like, no, we need to do it. Nah, fam, we're not going to do that. And we knew the turn was happening. We both was like, it's going to be Rhea. And we did, we both jokingly said, it would be funny if Nikki Ash turned on Rhea. We 100% well, both said that. I think you said it last week and I said it this week. Yes. <laughs> and it fucking happened. Nikki lived long enough to see herself become the villain. And she beat her ass. And it's so funny. After she beat her ass, she said, I'm still a superhero. And it's like, dog, you can't even utter those words. You just did some villainous shit. You can't do that. Did she, you see what she posted on um, social media after that? No, what did she post? I'll still be your hero, whether you like it or not. So she's gonna yeah, force that shit on you. Yeah, that's villain behavior. 
so then we had a 24-7 dumb shit promo. And then Reggie runs into almost and almost chokes him up and almost says, next week, me and you. Don't forget it. It's like, oh, okay. And then almost comes out and kills some dude for no reason. Now, this some dude, like, some, like, jobber from there. <laughs> yeah. Remember how I was saying, like, there's, like, there's, like, a big plan for almost and AJ happen sooner than later? Uh-huh. What if almost fought Brock Lesnar? That would be interesting as shit. Yeah, that would be that would be very interesting. I don't Almost think versus... Brock ever had a challenge like that. To be honest with you, correct me if I'm wrong. Nah, Brock's gonna fuck him up though. Brock's yeah. gonna fuck him up. So then we had Edge doing a rated Edge, rated R Edge show, whatever it's called. Cutting edge. Cutting edge. And he has it with his wife. And they start talking. And he puts her over so good that he got laid that night. That's how good he is. Pretty much. Way to go, Edge. And then we have Maurice in the Miz. Now, earlier I said, like, power couples. Like, and I said they kind of did that in, like, like the dichotomy of what's being shown on WWE. It's like, yeah, it kind of seems like they put they put them, posted them, like, hey, guys, get out there in front and, and be something on AEW, just like the combat, the WWE stuff. And it's like, you didn't need to do that. Like, your company's doing fine. Like, yes, they were, they're married or they're dating or whatever. You didn't really need to push them out there like this. This is like an over, this is like an oversaturated version of like just something that you do. It's like this is being shoved down our throats. Like we're wrestling couples and we have families and we're wrestling couples and we did stuff years ago and you guys used to love it. Ha, ah, wrestling couples. So you guys didn't need to do that because like this is already getting shoved down our throats. Where it's like I really don't want to see you guys be a couple on TV. You know what I mean? No, I got you. Like, if that was legit the reason why they did that, like, it, that's petty as shit. Because, like, there's no reason for it. Because, like, we even said, like, really neither one of them are power couples either. Like, the, power couples to me is, like, Triple H and Stephanie when they both were champions. I mean, yeah. Yeah, but, like, just people with power. Like, this, like that's all it is. But, like, the thing is, like this stuff is just like yeah it's, it's a thing and it's happening and like whatever a lot of like there's a lot of people that's enjoying this this is something that we're just like hand waving because it's like eh, who gives a fuck yeah. that's what we don't want to do with Adam and Brent we don't want it to get to that point where it's just like hand waving like ah, who gives a shit about these people like that's what we don't want to do but you can force us to do it by making it all about couples like Oh, look how good we are. We're together. It's like, stop. Stop. 
And like, I'm not gonna. Every so often, it's okay. But if they make it too much of a habit of it, it's gonna be bad. I'm not. I'm not gonna tell you the other thing that I was that I was like kind of in the back of my mind going, well, this, well, they're not gonna be the only wrestling couple because like, what happens when Shiny and Candice show up? Like, what happens then? You know, like, you know, it's like it's gonna turn into this thing all over again. I'm like. Like I don't, I don't want to say it. True. But like, yeah, Edge and Beth were talking, and they were talking shit to Miz and Maurice, and Maurice decided to say, you know what? Fuck you, Miz. I'm gonna leave. Miz turned around, was like, Maurice, Maurice, uh, uh, where did you go? And she left. <laughs> it was dumb as hell. Like one of those segments were like, yeah, I had backup. What backup? The person right behind. Um, let you go. <laughs> yeah. So then we had a very confusing segment for me. We had Austin Theory versus AJ Styles. <laughs> this match is going until Austin Theory attacked AJ Styles on the outside. And got disqualified, and I was very confused. I was like, "What the fuck just happened? Oh my god, that's not him. That's Grayson Waller. Holy shit!" Grayson Waller attacked AJ Styles, who looks an awful lot like Austin Theory. I was like, "What the fuck, dude?" I was so confused. So confused. <laughs> now that you see it together, tell you so. <laughs> yeah, this is the same person. God forbid they make him a tag team after this. I hope they don't. Please, God, no, never. <laughs> so then we had in her pajamas, and I know somebody's gonna say, "No, those weren't her pajamas. Like she just had on regular clothes, like normal people." Wait, no, I, I skipped something. I'm gonna go back to the this. Okay. that in a second but like but she goes with pajamas but go ahead <laughs> no she, she did come out in pajamas but Becky came out in pajamas and then we went to counseling we went to counseling we went to counseling because Alexa is stuck and she needs her step bro to get her out and she's there and she's talking about stuff she stops the balls from banging and that's cool, whatever, who gives a shit. I don't I don't like this. I don't like this whole therapy thing. It's just like this is like this was too long of an intro, like so I tried to fast forward it and then it went off and I was like, damn, I just missed the whole entire scene. Cause like it was it was too long. But you know sometimes like sometimes you sometimes they just need to put a skip button to like you get to like you just get to the parts that you wanna see. But it just was. I don't want to. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this. Like we we had a good run. We're not doing this. Now we have to do this again. Why? Why do we have to do this? Hmm? <laughs> I feel like we're like not liking this for two different reasons. You don't like it because of the current gimmick. I don't like it. Cause I think they're gonna hit reset and make her back to like what she was before. But like she got so wet, like because she poured all of this water on the floor, and it was just like, uh-huh. why are you not like, like why are you not liking this? Like you, okay, all right. So let's talk about it. 
You uh-huh. don't want to reset. Uh-huh. Why do you not want to reset? Why do you not want to reset? Because that gimmick is old and tired. Oh, I'm better than everybody. I don't care. Charlotte Flair is doing that gimmick right now. Who cares? Okay, so you think that that's the way she's going to go? I'm better than everybody. Spoiled little bitch brat. Yeah, that's that, what you that's think. the way he was before. Yeah. yeah, that's the way you think it's going to go. But like, every character can evolve. And like, that's the part that like you're missing and like other people are missing. Every mm-hmm. character can evolve. Like, you can evolve like that little spoiled bitch brat into a normal fucking person. Like, it's so easy. Like, this character is so stupid to me. Like, everything about it is just fucking dumb. It's like, she is nothing like that. Like, and it was so bad that, like, when it was over, Becky was even confused. Like, the fuck did I just watch? It's, <laughs> it's so that was funny. Yeah, because it's so stupid and out there. And it's like, bro, like, we are not living in this fucking dumbass time where we have to do some dumbass gimmick like this. I understand you don't want her to be that way, but you can do different characters. Look at fucking Liv Morgan. She has a fucking weird-ass character that's like, nothing about, oh, I'm better than you, and you know it. It's, you can evolve. I like, don't like her gimmick. Like, you put the wrong fucking example, because I don't understand her gimmick. You don't understand Liv's gimmick? No. <laughs> okay, Liv's gimmick is like, yo... I've wanted this my whole life. I need to get here and like I just keep slipping and falling, but trust me, I got this. That's Liv's gimmick. Liv's gimmick is like literally, I want to be here, but every time I get there, I slip and fall. But guys, you have to believe in me because I believe in myself that I'm going to get here one day. And it's like, I can get behind that. Like, you're not being like a spoiled brat of some little bitch brat. You're literally going, I can do this. I just keep fucking failing. I'm going to figure this shit out. And you're watching me figure this shit out in front of your eyes. And it's becoming a project where you're like, oh my God, you're getting it. You're understanding. You're going to win. And then you just fucking fail again. And then you go back to square one. And you're like, I have to figure this out. It's fucking entertaining to me. It's entertaining to me because she can wrestle. She knows how to do it. Sometimes she doesn't have emotions when she talks. Like she sounds this fucking monotone. It's fine. But still, like she's still good at what she does. Alexa, on the other hand, when she talks, it's like you get drunk in her snarkiness and her like her whining. And you're like, oh, my God, shut the hell up. But then she'll go in there and kind of perform and make you feel something. And it's like, I understand that, but like you can evolve that and make her better or do something. Like you, oh, you don't always need a weird ass gimmick to get you over. And if you need a weird ass gimmick to get you over, that means that you are fucking pointless from the beginning. Like if you need, like if they need to change you up and be like, we have to change you drastically because your regular gimmick isn't working. Like, if you have to change somebody drastically because they fucking suck, it just means you fucking suck. It's not because, oh, your character, like, you just fucking suck. Everything about you fucking sucks. We had to create something to stick you in and say, oh, 
you're good at this. No, you fucking suck. You fucking suck, okay? Okay. Like all it, like all they need to do is evolve her character. Make her a little bit better and like not just oh I'm just some bitch bread. Make her something. Make her feel something. Make her emote. Make her connect with the crowd. Make her do something. But if you don't do that and you just stick her with this fucking dumbass thing that like literally 90% of the fucking population is just like we're old enough to know that this shit is fucking garbage and we wish that this shit was over. Like I've seen so many people just going I want the old Alexa back. And I'm like I agree. And the ones who are with this gimmick are just people who are just like yo listen like we just we're tired of the regular shit. Like we just wanted something different. Yeah, they can still evolve her other ways. Like it's like this shit like this shit is annoying to me and I will fucking down this shit until the day it's done. <laughs> uh, I like I will never be on board with this fucking Alexa Bliss creepy dumb gimmick because it's not even real creepy. And it's not even real this is fucking dumb. Moving on. Moving on. I mean if they evolve her, like you said, like I'm down with that. I just don't want the old shit, you know? Like you're a thousand percent right. Yeah, but also at the at this point, because of people like you that have wanted this like who wanted this change, that when it goes back, they're gonna take her right back to the fucking Alexa. If everybody would have revolted in the very beginning and said, This shit is garbage, take her back. They would have did, okay, well, we're gonna go reset her gimmick and change her from her original Alexa to a new version of Alexa. This one is like, she's been this idiot for so long that we're going to go all the way back to bitch Alexa because you haven't seen that in so long and you feel like it's an old character that we can hatch it as a new character because you people made us stick to this and this is how we have to deal with this. Like, that's a real thing because she's going to evolve, but she's going to go right back to the bitch brat. I'm sorry to tell you, but like she's going right back to it once they fix her. Because everybody wants that because it's been so drastically taken away from them. They're like, oh no, we want this thing. It's like, okay. So yeah. That's what you're going to get for a while. Probably like six to eight months and then she's going to evolve into whatever new Alexa is. Okay. Yeah. So then we get to the triple threat match main event. <clears throat> and the one thing about this triple threat match, it made me laugh and it's just fucking adorable. Is living Bianca. It's just like it's so fucking these two are so fucking obvious that you're like, guys, you know, guys, you're not supposed to do that. Like Soon as they come in a break, this is like, oh, I'm glad to see you. I'm glad to see you too. Hi, hi. And it's like, you're supposed to be fighting. You two are supposed to be fighting a bitter enemy. No, hi, hi. What, what is wrong with you, too? And then even Becky's like, dude, you guys are supposed to be fighting. What the fuck? Mama Bex. Yes. <laughs> and 
then Deuce Drop comes in. So, triple threat match. It's going. And all of a sudden, Becky leaves Corey Graves and says, Corey, I know you're going to be in the Royal Rumble. See ya. She goes and she pulls Bianca out, which was like a, hmm. So, Bianca gets pulled out, and Liv Morgan, like I called, got beat by Deuce Drop. So, Becky versus Deuce Drop, Royal Rumble. I called that. I said, Yeah, you did. Liv can't win, and neither can Bianca. So, Deuce Drop has to win. And it happened. So, like, yeah, you did call that. No, no, no. It's, it's great because that just goes right into Royal Rumble, who I think Bianca is going to win because Sasha is no longer going to be in a Rumble because her foot is finger. Yeah. So that's the thing. So, yeah, like, I'm down with the Bianca thing. As far as the Sasha thing, like, they said she's going to be out like six to eight weeks, and hopefully that takes her to Elimination Chamber. And that will be awesome, which is going to be, you know, Saudi Arabia. Okay. Yeah. A lot of people didn't expect that shit. They did not expect that. Elimination Chamber Saudi Arabia? (laughs) Yes. A lot of people was just like, oh, we're going to have this. No, 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 no. They're getting Elimination Chamber. So that's going to shake up the course of WrestleMania history. Hopefully, hopefully, if they do it right, it'll be cool. It'll be real cool. Yeah, that was Monday Night Raw. Yeah, it was okay. No, it was fucking, it was fucking bad. Dude. <laughs> it was fucking bad. And you know what made the whole the whole entire show the worst? And like, it, like and a lot of people said this, and I just like tried to like, no, nah, no, nah, that didn't happen. The crowd, the fucking crowd, dude. Oh yeah, the crowd was dead. Yeah, the crowd was so fucking quiet. Like, they weren't in the nothing. It just, like, it was, it felt like it was one of the Thunderdome shows. That's what it felt like. At least the Thunderdome shows had fucking uh, um, the feed and whatever going through. <laughs> yeah. This one just was like, ah, fuck that. <laughs> so, NXT. We get Braun Breaker out there talking about a championship win and how his dad was there and never says his dad's name, but his dad was there. And he legit he, screaming, Who's your dad? Who's your dad? Yeah. <laughs> and he's sitting there and he's like, Yeah, these things, and I'm champion and I'm waiting for my next challenger. But then Santos Escobar comes out because he's about to be in a match. And it's like, hmm, could Santos Escobar be Braun Breaker's number one contender? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I could see it. Yeah, but I'd rather 
Volker be his contender? And then he loses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm alright with that. I'm alright with that. <laughs> but yeah, we get Santos Escobar out for his match with Zion Queen. And they're having this match. The match is going. And all of a sudden, Electra Lopez gets involved. And she low blows Zion Quinn and throws her back in the ring because she's with Elegado del Fantasma. Hey, Jesus Christ, she kicked the fuck out of this man. Like, to be honest, like, I did not see this going this way at all. No. Like, I, I didn't see this happening at all, but does this mean that Zion Quinn is now joining Legado del Fantasma? Uh... I'm gonna say no, but you never know. Like he'd probably do it just for her. Yeah, I felt like that was the move. Like she beat him just to bring him into the fold. It's like okay. Uh huh. So she can have her cake and eat it too. Uh huh. So then they had sex cells. Because they had Mandy Rose doing this photo shoot. So, here's the thing. I want to bring this up. Okay. So, apparently NXT's, like, and I'm doing this all air quotes, is like, none of this is, like, completely proven and, like, totally talked about. Quote, unquote, the main age for NXT that's watching the show is the 50 and older, 65-year-old crowd. And they're trying to pump Mandy to this crowd. And it's like, so, no, no, hear me out. No, hear me out. This is what they're saying that the numbers are, the 60-year-olds and the 50-years-old. And they're pumping Mandy out. And Mandy's getting pumped out to these old people, apparently. Now, dude, I don't think that that's true. Like, I know that, like, these numbers is, like, whatever, but, like, I don't think this is true because, like, I like the people that I've talked to and the people that I've interacted with, they're all under the age of 35. And it's like, you know, I love Mandy. I don't get it. I don't fucking get it. And I swear to God, I will never get it. I, I know that she's a hot woman, but, like, it ain't for me. And they just drool and just all for her. And it's like, I don't think no 50, 60 year olds are just watching this going, no, that that damn man is just gonna hide. I don't know why I made a 50, 60 year old sound like an old dude. I don't know why I did that. Don't judge me. Wow, you made him sound like they're 70 and shit. Yeah, I don't, like, I don't, like, I don't see that. I don't see it, like, like, these numbers are, like, always iffy to me, so I'm just like, I don't see it. Yeah, I think they're, they're, I don't know what's the word for it, but they, they're kind of fucking cheating on that shit somehow, like, it, it's some weird thing to that. That's not true. Yeah. So, then we had Damian Kemp versus Cameron Grimes. Damian Kemp was getting looked at by Malcolm Bevins. Probably to join the diamond mine, but uh, 
It is what it is. I I do see him fitting because he had on the singlet. It's like, yeah, perfect. Like, that's perfect. And commentating did mention he had some collegiate skills or something, so he totally fits them all. It's funny because his brother's on Raw or going to be on Raw or drafted to Raw. Wait, his brother's the Olympic guy? Yes, his brother's the Olympic guy. Oh, shit, okay. No, here's the funny part. Like, this is the best part about this. Mm-hmm. That guy's been signed for almost two years, and everybody's been waiting for him to debut. And they was like, oh, they're probably waiting for his brother to debut, and then he's going to debut. His brother debuted before him, and then he just got on TV. So, like, God damn it. <laughs> the fuck? So then we had Idris and Blake versus uh, Harlan and Joe Gacy. And Harlan winds up killing Blake and Anofi. And, well, they go on to the next round of the Dusty Classic because Harlan couldn't keep it in his pants. God damn it. <laughs> he killed that man, though, I think. Yeah, he did. He fucked him up. And the referee had to stop it because, you know. They did an Imperium promo because they exist in this universe now. So that's a thing. We had the crowbar on the pole match. You're welcome. Thank you, Renegade. Pete Dunn versus Tony D'Angelo. What are you doing? This is the weirdest fucking match because, like, they couldn't use no other weapons except for the crowbar. You couldn't use a chair or anything else. You just could use a crowbar. I'm like, bitch, what? Don't make no goddamn sense. And there was there wasn't like there was road breaks and all that. It was like a regular match. It just so happened you could use a crowbar. Though. Yes. You're like, bitch, what, 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 what is this? I was just so baffled. Like, what is this? I believe there was also count outs. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yes. Yes. That's what, that's what fucked me up. I was like, what is this? What <laughs> is this? What the hell? And of course we got Pete Dunn beat because Pete Dunn might be going up to the main roster. Probably in a Royal Rumble. Who cares? The death of Black and Gold. Yeah. So then we had... I love... Like, I love the discourse on this match. And I'm going to explain why. So we had... Wendy Chu and Persia Parada and Andy Hartwell versus... The TikTok Toxic Tag Team and Amari Miller. Now... The discourse on this this shit was I saw so many people immediately kill Wendy Chu's like character in her gimmick. They were like, she's garbage. Oh, this is why I don't watch WWE. This is why I stick to AEW. This is this and this and this. And everybody, like including half and half fans, literally said the same fucking thing that I'm about to say. 
bitch. Everybody loves Orange Cassidy. This is just Orange Cassidy in woman form. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you, are you are you that much of a flag word that you're like, nah, fuck them. Like, they suck at what they do. Look at this shit. And Orange Cassidy does the same exact fucking thing. Except he doesn't have a sleeping part. And it's like, dude, what the... What, why? Hell, like Jeff that, Hardy had the, exact, the same exact gimmick at one point. It's weird. It, it's just so... Fu- like, it fucking pissed me off because it's like... Nobody complains about Orange Cassidy. And I mean... Nobody complains, like, not even the people who watch, or, like, WWE lifers, they're like, no, I kind of like Arts Cassidy, it's kind of, it's kind of fun, this gimmick's kind of fun. So nobody complains about it, but, like, all of a sudden, it was, like, this huge problem with Wendy Chu's character. I like I'm it. not, dude, I'm not gonna lie, I fucking fell in love with that. I <laughs> fell in love with her, man. Like, she immediately grabs her pillow and lays down in the corner. The ref tells her, grab the tag rope. She puts her hand up, puts it on the tag rope, and still proceeds to go to sleep. I'm like, Doug, what is wrong with her? She gets moved around, and then she has to get on the top rope and later and go to sleep. And it's like, okay. Okay. She stops and drinks water. Everybody's like, Dude, what is this girl? Dude. There was one spot where you fell to- asleep in the top rope. Another yes. one where she fell asleep in the middle of the ring. And I think it was Persia went to pin her. And she was like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> Doug, it was so crazy. She she got tagged in. She whooped motherfucking ass. She yeah. beat the shit out of these girls. And then when she went for the, she went for the pin, she fell asleep. And it's like, Doug, what is happening? <laughs> like she like she was so good in this match. She saved this whole match from a, being a train wreck. She was just that goddamn good. Yeah. And then I then when they win, she just walks up and goes, Yeah, they won cool. And just goes back to sleep. Like, <laughs> like, God damn, this was so fucking awesome. It was so awesome. I loved it. Wendy Chu was awesome. Yes. So then we had a backstage thing with MSK, and they're talking about how they're going to win, how they're going to win this this trophy. And then Dakota comes out, and Dakota's talking about, yeah, this is all about friends. And she just starts mumbling, and she just starts saying some weird shit. And then she said, success is how you break up friendships. And now she's like, don't you put that evil on us. Don't you put that evil on us. I was like, that is so good. Oh my god, he said that shit. Like, he's so good. Like, they're so good at what they do. It is, it's just amazing, dude. I love them too. Yes. Like, MSK is just fucking great. (laughs) So then we get Kaylee Ray, who fucking six months late shows up and just starts beating up all the Mandy shit and just like, Yo, tell Mandy I'm looking for it because I'm gonna fuck her up. It's like, God, like I've been waiting for this match. Now we finally get it. And then we have Solo Sakura versus Boa. And they wind up getting counted out. They just start fighting. They keep fighting. They fight to the back. They fight to the death. And then Boa like flames him or blows mist in his face. I don't remember which one. Okay. <laughs> 
it's just like blow flames in his face. And it's like, oh, okay, this is this is weird as fuck. All right. It's a thing. Like, they're going to be one of the people that's going to fucking fight forever. Yes. But I'm not liking this feud, to be honest with you. Me neither. I hate this shit. Okay. Go <laughs> in the same page on that one. That I was scared you tell know me no. how you like it and they convinced me to like it and whatever. <laughs> no, no, no convincing me. So you, you, you should like it for this reason. Uh, okay. <laughs> like it for no reason. It's over. Like it. <laughs> so then we get Mellow and Trick pulling up in a Bentley and they give the keys to the security and as soon as they gave the keys to the security we're like somebody's gonna drive off with that car they go in a ring and Mello says rest in piss to my ops and like Mello and Trick I know I clowned on them in the very beginning because they just had like some super old school generic like the hood lingo and it was like it was the body body shit yeah like it was just so generic like as time went on they they turned it to regular stuff and they let them be them it's like okay I like it I yeah. like it cause they're them and I understand everything they're saying I'm like oh I got them I understand them I like these guys so a little easter egg Melo's talking about how he's the champion, he's walking out and AJ walks in and they just have a little face-to-face little eye-to-eye. It's like, hmm. Hmm. I know AJ probably won't come back, but who's to say Melo won't probably show up somewhere else? Hmm. Like the real Exactly. <laughs> so, they go outside and they're about to get in the car and all of a sudden, Somebody sitting on the car because it's too dumb. Cameron Grimes. And he says he wants to challenge them for the North American Championship. So that's going to be a program. That's where he had before. <laughs> I don't think he did. He probably didn't, but for some odd reason, my, like my mind telling me he did. I'm probably a thousand percent wrong with it. It feels like something that should have happened. Yeah. So then we had Grayson Waller versus AJ Styles. They had a match. AJ gets the win. And then he's like, as Grayson Waller's about to leave, AJ's like, hey, I want you to meet one of my old friends. You should know him. And it's LA Knight. And LA Knight comes down to beat up Grayson Waller. And like, who cares? So you kind of fucked up. Like, wait, wasn't AJ gone by the time you made it to Impact? Yeah, it was, it was very weird. So the Impact connection was there, and they were happy. And like, it's a picture that's floating around, and like, I thought it was like, I thought it was weird. I'm like, why did people do this? And if you see it and you notice it, you're like, oh, it did kind of look that way. Because they're hugging, but at the same time, it's a spot where they hug, and it looked like they're kissing. You're like, oh, okay. Oh, oh that happened. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the same thing I said. I was like, oh, 
Because at first Why? I was like, <laughs> I don't know, but I seen it and I was like, dude, I was like, this is fucking Photoshop. Like, this is 100% Photoshop. I'm like, and then like I went back and rewatched the footage and was like, no, there, there's no Photoshop here. Like, that was just, if you catch the frame at the right spot, they look like they're kissing. Oh, okay. Well, that's a thing. That is a thing. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that was NXT and yeah, I think that's the rest of our show. Um, Got anything, last words you want to say, want to tell the people? No tengo nada, señor. 